streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from your friends at TV Guide. I'm your Survivor-obsessed host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me this week is my co-host, a man who hangs out in front of convenience stores until a cop pulls up. It's Mr. Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance. Hey, Fox. Can't be hanging around convenience stores anymore, unfortunately. Lance, <laughs> Lance can, you, can you believe it? We are here at the penultimate episode of Ooh. Survivor. Good uh, word for, for this season. Yeah, they they it's Survivor who used it, and Survivor used it correctly. That is the danger of that word. Um, but uh, but we got a thrilling one hour and forty some minutes of Survivor, and then ten minutes of garbage tacked on to the end. Um, it, <laughs> we we must have it, you know if anyone was targeting Tony this this particular episode, we we would have seen it right because they had plenty of space left over to show somebody targeting Tony, but we didn't see it once in two hours of television. I mean, we did see it once. Michelle threw the Hail Mary, but that I, was it. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. I, I wrote in my notes like multiple times in caps, why is nobody targeting Tony? Mm-hmm. Why is everybody crazy? And to be fair, Denise did mention something at the well, but uh, it didn't really get didn't really get that serious uh, yep. at any point. Uh, Tony was in so much trouble for the last couple, or, or it seemed like he would have been for the last couple votes, and then I guess he got rid of everybody who didn't like him, and now he's just stuck with a bunch of uh, a bunch of enablers, really. Um, so, so Lance, we're going to talk about that. So, we're going to talk today about uh, Tony's cakewalk, presumably to the final four here, uh, thanks to uh, his enablers. And we're talking about Nick and Ben here. Uh, we'll talk about the worst fire token trade of all time, uh, and the uh, the flaws and the successes uh, behind the Survivor economy. Now that it is all over, uh, we will preview next week's return challenge. Uh, and uh, we'll take one last look at all the uh, relationships of everybody in the final five and one last chance for us to pick a winner and for us to be wrong. Um, so very, very exciting. Uh, but let's let's get into it here. And I, I guess we'll uh, we we're really talking about two episodes here. So let's talk about the uh, the, the final seven first where we lose Jeremy uh, before heading into losing Nick here. Um, and uh, it's it look it looks like we get really our, our first real suggestion in this episode of what Tony's real final three is. And we kind of suspected it a little bit, but it looks like it's Sarah, Ben and Tony. Uh, That's the three. And I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense for, it makes total sense for Tony because Tony for sure thinks he can beat Sarah and Ben. And I I think Tara thinks, Sarah thinks she can beat Tony. uh, And I think everyone alive can beat Ben. I don't know what Ben gets out of this, but uh, I think you can beat Ben. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Uh, but the uh, the initial plan here uh, that to- Tony would love uh, as the episode starts is to get rid of Nick here. Um, and the you know the theme of both of these episodes is that you know we want to get rid of one person. Oh no, we can't. We got to get rid of someone else. That's like the most common theme in Survivor um, editing. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, the, the idea is that Tony wants to get rid of Nick, uh, cause, and Sarah wants to get rid of Nick cause Nick's really not willing to go to the end with Tony and Sarah, or that's what they're concerned about because it wouldn't make any sense for Nick to be that dumb to want to go to the end with Tony. Uh, even though it does look like he does, 
he may very well be that dumb and want to go to the end with Tony. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but Sarah has a really great, really great, uh, really great moment here in this episode uh, where she's kind of uh, showing off her chops here and why she might win a million dollars instead of or to the two million. Pardon me. Instead of uh, instead of Tony. And uh, it's when she's, she says here, like, if Ben never gets a turn at driving, he's not going to go to the end with me. And so Sarah pitches Ben this plan that's super narrow, which really only has one outcome, which is, oh, we got to get rid of Nick. And then in like three seconds later, Ben's pitching Tony the same exact plan. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. It's, it's like Sarah plants a seed and then it blossoms. Yeah, she inceptioned him and it obviously worked really well. And I thought that was impressive. But you get really two sides of Sarah. You get a really good side from Sarah that she let Ben drive the bus. How many times have we watched Survivor where we've seen somebody at the bottom not driving, not feeling like they're in control, and then they flip on them and then they Mm -hmm. go back. And so that was a really great move. She inceptioned him and it worked out. And I love that you get to see him kind of feel like it's his idea and stuff couple seconds later but then you get the bad side of sarah where anytime somebody brings up tony's name she just goes straight to tony and just tells him what's going on when she needs to start thinking about the end game and i guess i get that she is confident that she can beat tony but you got to do something you got to get rid of him you got to like think beyond that it's kind of crazy that i know we get an edit and see one side of it and we see how tony's dominating but it was kind of telling to me that she didn't think Tony was really dominating this game. So that's how strong he's playing. And it's kind of has a wool over people's eyes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, also I, I think you, you can't necessarily discount the uh, almost like a, uh, if we think back to Dom and Wendell on their season where they were really close and, you know, they, they kind of wound up sticking uh, with each other to the end. But I guess part of the, part of why that works is that, at the same time, you know, they're not going to turn on each other, but they're really hoping that something happens uh, along the line where just, you know, there's a Final Four fire-making competition, whatever. Somewhere along the line, maybe Tony gets gets kicked out of this game, and then it's Sarah alone, and that's a slam dunk. Uh, you know, worst-case scenario for Sarah, at least is what Sarah is thinking, is that Tony's still here, but I can at least make an argument here that I did a lot behind the scenes that I am that Tony is loud, but I am the brains. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to turn out. I think there are plenty of people on the jury who I think are going to be very sympathetic to that. But I think there are plenty of people on the jury uh, who are just really just paying attention to the flashy stuff that happens at tribal council. And, and you got to give the edge to Tony on that one. Um yeah, I think, and we saw a glimpse of kind of both of their end games in this, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. You, you kind of see Tony, he has such a rapport with so many people, and like he's playing so hard and everything, but he's just so close with everybody and so easy to get along with mm-hmm. that I don't think you're going to get that bitter jury. And I think a lot of people that are part of that jury will respect his game plan stuff. I think Sarah's plan is maybe a little further down the line, get rid of Tony, and then she kind of wins by default, but that's... Mm-hmm. Like if you just stay loyal and everything, that's going to be tough for her to to pull it out just the way that we've seen it. But she is, she's playing such a strong game from start to finish that it's just Tony, like you said, he's just so much more flashy mm-hmm. and it does, he does have the narrative of controlling the game that it just makes more sense that he is a bigger contender than her. 
Yeah, it's like ever since Russell Hance happened, you always get this like at the end of the game, is the jury going to want to reward the crazy frantic gameplay where you have to make these big moves to get to the end? Or are they going to be turned off by the fact that um, this person that they thought they could trust, this person that they thought they were working with, just screwed them over in the very last minute um, or six votes down the line or wherever Tony pulled the plug on, on these particular people. But uh, one recurring theme throughout this entire double episode was, uh, you know, Jeremy reiterating how much he trusts Tony. Uh, Nick, when, when Nick gets a, gets the chance to buy the, uh, that disadvantage, uh, the first thing he says, Tony's my main man, but he doesn't have tokens. Um, and it, it Ben, Ben 100% trusts Tony, you know, like he said he was looking when he came out to this, like to find someone he could trust, uh, because, you know, he has had these trust issues and it's just amazing. Everybody trusts Tony. And at the end of the game, everybody's going to learn that we shouldn't have trusted Tony. And that makes me feel crazy that people are trusting him. Like they've seen a season. Sarah has been burned (laughs) by Tony. Like they should know unbelievable. And she's still so loyal. And yeah, I can't believe it. And like, I love that Michelle, like it really did feel like they were setting up Tony to go home. And I was like, is Michelle going to go David versus Goliath and do this? But Mm. she just didn't have, you know, everyone was just too close. Like he said and stuff. So it was it was amazing for Tony, and I just I mean I'm in awe just like watching him, and so I'm enjoying it. Yeah, um, I, I want to I just want to talk about we get a little bit more information about Denise as well in, in this this episode here. Before we get into Denise, yeah. can are you worried about Denise after this these two episodes? Like she had some very worrying signs for me. I don't I don't know what she. Oh, thought. what do, what do you what do you mean? What do you what are you well, worried she, about? She seems so depressed and everything. She's talking about getting two tattoos. Like that is like a crisis right there. And she's playing like this dejected Denise. I get that she's playing that, but like everything that was coming out of her mouth, I was like a little worried about her, especially when we're talking about like when Jeremy's like, I wasn't right for three months and Ben couldn't trust his wife and stuff. And I get that the game messes you up, but it feels like ever since last episode, when she did the talk to the hand thing to Jeremy, she's going through something and I'm a little worried about her. Some something I, I will say, yeah, something's going on, and you know, it's it's thirty some days on an island, and and presumably not having an awful lot of people to uh, to trust out there. But I, I'm very confused about Denise's game, just in general. Um, yep. I, I guess uh, we we learn that she's working with Ben, and that Ben and her are voting in lockstep. So that at least explains why Denise is around at this point. Um, there plenty of plenty of times where it's just like scratching your head well why is denise still there that makes some <laughs> sense um so thank goodness they at least had the time this episode to show us that um but i don't i don't know like i'm just like her she comes up with this big move later in the episode and it's just this dumb thing about hustling nick about rice and there i just really i don't where is she thinking her where is where is her what is her plan? Like even if she goes to the final three with Tony or with Sarah and Ben, I, I mean anyone can be Ben, but like Sarah, Sarah's there. Like I just don't understand her plan. Like she she must have a completely different view of where this game is than we do and everybody else does. Yeah, that's that was kind of a theme that I picked up from last night. Is it just feels like everyone is just getting it has a different idea and stuff and them not noticing tony just dominating is weird and you're right about denise like 
she can kind of win by default if Tony leaves. Like she does have the big move. They brought it up last night and stuff. But she just lost momentum and just mm. after that she didn't really do anything. It was all about survival. We barely even seen her. So I definitely think Sarah would beat her. Like she if it was Denise versus Sarah, there's at least some argument because she's the Queen Slayer and had that huge move. Mm-hmm. But other than that, what has she done? And so if she could have got Tony out, if like she could have pounded that through, then I think she has two huge plays and then has a real argument. But it just doesn't seem like she's doing that. And then, you know, she's like Mama D needs a win tonight and you start getting a little scared about it. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's just it's just confusing. I'm not uh um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure where where she's she's coming from here. Um, but uh, I want to get uh, let's let's talk about the. I want to talk more about uh, more Ben in this vote. But I guess we should talk about the immunity challenge real quick uh, to set this up. Uh, I know you love some NBA action. Uh, what what do you think about this immunity challenge here, Lance? Yeah, I guess this is the closest I'm gonna get to the right? NBA for at least yeah, a couple sports. more months and stuff. Uh, I thought it was a cool little challenge. I liked that it had like the obstacle course. It kind of felt like I was watching like an NFL scouting combine kind of thing and took some strategy and stuff. But my favorite part was once they got through the ball thing, the drop kick into the end. That was just fun. Oh, I love that move. Yeah, that was good. Tony, Tony's little move there. He just. That was a great move. Drill drill himself right through the thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And we learned that. I also loved. uh, Yeah. I love Probst uh, going after Tony, saying his nemesis is the slide puzzle and stuff. And asking, <laughs> you'd think he'd practice, you know, after losing the dispenser, but you you'd think he would. Not. You'd think he would. Uh, if Tony's nemesis is a slide puzzle, and Michelle's nemesis would be basketball in general, I guess, because uh, she did not even progress to the slide puzzle part. Yeah, um, old Butterfingers. That was a tough look for her. And uh, in an otherwise pretty great episode for Michelle, that this was probably her low point. Yeah, not bad. I mean, not a not a bad episode for N- Michelle. She's still there, and you gotta if you make it to the finale night on Survivor, that's a win. That's that's good. She's still there, and we got the sass. Like she was just dropping bombs on people. She was coming after everyone. Catch these hands. It was awesome. Jersey Michelle, right there, right yeah. there. Um, I do want to give a uh, I do going to give a shout out to Nick for uh, for winning this puzzle. And uh, he got a he got a shout out from uh, Christian Hubicki uh, for uh, for his slide puzzle algorithm mastery. Um, <laughs> but uh, but if you remember on the, on that season, you know uh, uh, Christian basically th- there's a way to do these puzzles. Like it's like the Rubik's cube. Like it looks tough until you find out how to do it, and it's like okay, you make these nine moves and you're done. Uh, and it's, it's yeah, especially same when people like slide, visualize it. The slide puzzles have appeared on like so many seasons of Survivor. If you're gonna be on the show, know how to do a slide puzzle. Like, know how to untie a knot. Know how to dig in sand. Know how to do a slide puzzle. It's not yeah, hard. there's a, these are basic things. You know, teach yourself how to make fire. Like, yes! do that because you know that's gonna be a huge part of it. Still, do not understand how people do not practice making fire before they go. On it's that amazing show. when they talked about it last night, and they're like, "You don't want to make. I can't make fire." It's like he'll make fire in twenty seconds. It's like, yeah, that's how it should be. <laughs> Ben's great at making fire. I can't. <laughs> I can't do anything. You take me. Take me. Um, all right. So, uh, so let's. Yeah, let's 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 get into let's get into Ben here because uh, we talked a little bit about Sarah uh, and Sarah planting a seed in Ben. Uh, and after the immunity challenge, Ben tries to plant his own little seed. Um, where uh, n- now that now that now that Nick is safe, uh, obviously the, uh, the 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 target shifts a little bit, and Ben would love to see Jeremy go home. So he kind of tries to uh, get between Jeremy and Michelle. Uh, where he asks Jeremy, uh, "You think he can get the fifty-fifty advantage from Michelle?" 
And then moments later, he tells Michelle, I'll bet you Jeremy's going to ask you for that 50-50. And this is just some of the sloppiest seed planting work that I've seen in Survivor in a while. Oh, it was so bad. Once again, we come back to, we're watching winners playing this. And it it was so fishy. It was so bad. I was like, no one's going to buy this. And Jeremy and Michelle just are, have another, like, on a different level with that. And they're both people that wouldn't have like mistrust. They just go to the source and just be like, did you hear this? And, and Jeremy's always skeptical of Ben anyway. So it's like, what was the, like, why did he think that was going to work? Right. Like if you're going to try to get between two people in survivor or in real life or wherever, you just, you can't be the person that neither of the two people you want to get between trust. Jeremy doesn't trust Ben. Michelle doesn't trust Ben. Jeremy and Michelle trust each other a lot. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of work for, for Ben to pull something off and just, just throw out something that's like so easily checkable, you know, like, Hey, Ben's telling me I should get the thing from you. Like it's, um, but you know, Ben's in, Ben's in a pretty good position here. So Ben can be sloppy. Uh, Ben can well, he's pull got, off all he these just plans. Has, he has the mob boss to clean up all his messes. And that's stuff. right. So he's got, he's got a fixer. That's right. This is quality third place gameplay right here. Yeah, uh, that's right. Quality is, is using that a little liberally, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, unfortunately, the, the the thing is, like, this, this plan that Ben has uh, to, to put the target on Jeremy, it doesn't really work the way Ben wants it to work, but it still kind of works because... Jeremy sees through Ben. All of a sudden, Jeremy wants to target Ben. And the moment Jeremy wants to target Ben, Tony's like, "Uh oh, well, I guess we got to get rid of Jeremy now." Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. It was just he just absolutely took over too. Like, and it's so funny to see the contrast of like Ben try to do that, and then Tony's just like, "Boom, this is what we're doing." Boom, 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 and it's like, all right, that's it. It's set, and it's just like that was incredible, by the way. Unbelievable. I, I don't want, yeah. I, I don't want to like gl- gloss over that at all, because like that is just like, just okay. It's a three to two split. Like it's, it's a complicated plan. He just says the plan, and everyone's good. Like we're good. Yeah, to go. everyone's fine. Yeah. Yep. yep, that makes total sense. Like even, even Nick. Nick's just kind of there, like <laughs> just going along with it, because like, Nick had no idea Tony was going to do that. No, and yeah, I think on top of just like it almost being like a reflex for him to get everyone to just agree without even like a word of dissent or anything. It's just, it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's why, that's why the guy's going to win 2 million damn dollars, right? <laughs> Most likely unless, Maybe. you know, well, I'll say this for my predictions, but I have a, I have a theory. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh stay tuned for that. Jeez. Stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, we won't get uh, we, we won't get bogged down too much into the uh, the tribal council here. Uh, but there was a really uh, there there was a really great moment at tribal council um, where uh, Jeff was asking people about uh, what the game does to their ability to trust people uh, outside the game. Uh, and I thought that was very very interesting how everyone kind of has the almost the same reaction to it. You know, it's it's uh, Jeremy's explaining his. Uh, time where he's having trouble trusting some of the people that he works with at the fire department. Uh, ben has trouble trusting his wife uh, when he first goes back. Um, Michelle uh, doesn't trust the directions that she gets from Google Maps or whatever. Uh, <laughs> everybody's having issues with trust. Um, and I thought that was just, I, it, was, it was a very, I feel like it's one of those, like a very real moment where like, this has been something that's been a thing with Survivor since the very beginning, but it just, it's interesting to see the show put some light on it. 
yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. And, you know, this episode, like this tribal was very just low key and stuff, but it was more about like social connections and the high drama. It was a nice change up. And then I did actually really appreciate hearing that because you kind of wonder how much it, like not just the physical toll, but the mental toll it takes on you. And to hear that from people is it was, you know, a little jarring and stuff. And, you know, it's not something you totally think about, but I'm glad now that they these people have one million dollars in their back and they're still saying this. That's how much of an impact it is. It's pretty crazy. And so I definitely appreciated that for it being a pretty, you know, kind of boring tribal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it's it's almost interesting though, like this, like the the talk about the about trust and their ability to trust, um, really kind of goes back in like the how these people have been playing this particular season, because like Nick and, and Ben and, and and they're all they're really just saying like that. Nick Nick says at this tribal he thinks people have, are being a lot more truthful this season, uh, which <laughs> is not correct. Um, ben really just wanted to come in and trust people in this game. Like that's what he's looking for. He's looking for someone to trust. Um, it's just the vulnerability and everything is, and then people still like convincing themselves is like I can trust this person when you know you can't trust anybody. It's just you know that's that's hum that's being a human and stuff. It's it's crazy. And Tony's playing them all. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, it could have been. And, yes. Uh, I forget if this was this episode or the previous episode, but the Tony and Jeremy. I guess it was this episode. The Tony and Jeremy convo about uh, two weeks was so. Funny. Oh my goodness! Yeah, let's 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 give a, let's give a shout out to that. That was that was fantastic. That was a uh, that was like a preview clip uh, that we got a couple days before the episode. Um, but that's just it's just fantastic. But that just shows it, you how close Tony and Jeremy were. Like that's that's like uh, they, they got something going there. That that little. That little yeah, they they yeah. have a rapport for sure, and I thought that was really interesting. And then I also thought it was really telling of who the two people are that Tony's on vacation, but Jeremy's you know working and stuff. So I thought that was you know deep into their minds and stuff. It's a pretty simple way to look at this too. It's like a really great comedy bit that like uh, yeah. that like Tony is going because you know yeah you, you know Tony Tony knows that Jeremy's technically right, but Tony's gonna Tony, you know it's... yeah. And it was it just like you said, it proves how close he is with people, and I think. He's just so entertaining and it's so boring there that I think people just talk to him because he's entertaining too. And I think that just, you know, makes you closer by default. Yeah. I mean, that's, he is no, there's no shortage of entertainment when Tony, when Tony is around um, and no, sh no shortage of energy either. There is a, uh, believe it or not, there is a secret scene this week <laughs> where you can go on uh, CBS.com. Believe it or not, they found, there was some footage that they didn't uh, put in this episode instead of showing no. this. 10 minute that 10 minute recap but uh but it's basically about uh, tony's energy levels and how tony is just doing flips on the island and he's running around crazy while everybody else is like barely conscious um and that's tony that is tony um but there's something there's something fun about that like you would you would have so much fun playing the game with tony he'd kick your ass but like it'd be fun playing it with him right yeah it'd be fun those first three days and then i'd treat him like they did in the previous season and get him out like the first or second vote yeah but who am i, I i'd get voted out who am i talking you know yeah um yeah the uh the 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 tribal council here um i mean the it could have been dramatic, I guess. Uh, there's this moment where Michelle's playing her 50-50. I guess the real drama with Michelle's coin flip is when she debates who to play it on. whether or not to play it on herself or Jeremy. Um, I, 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 I love guess... Jeremy's look, too. Jeremy's just like... Oh, Jeremy has so I many great... Happens. 
yeah. so so many great reactions all season long. Uh, but uh, but Michelle here, uh, she if she plays it for Jeremy, she goes home. Like she, Michelle, this is a very this is a very important decision here. Um, and I don't know what she thought the vote may have been, but. Uh, Playing it for Jeremy would not have been the right. No, you have to play it for yeah. yourself. I was surprised when she even hesitated and stuff. But maybe that was just like a ploy to see if anybody like, you know, breathe a sigh of relief or anything. But I was I was super into the 50-50 thing. I thought it was great and I loved her reaction and stuff. So we talked about it last episode, but, you know, that was the most important coin flip since the Super Bowl. And it just makes me miss sports. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like like I said, you got a little bit of NBA action. A little um, bit, a little bit. Um, but yeah, it would have been. I mean, it would have been nice if it was a, a much more uh, high stakes moment. I, I felt like uh, both of the tribal councils here almost felt like foregone foregone conclusions. I, I was yeah. They both they felt both they both felt like out. fillers for this finale episode that's coming up. Yeah. At least in my opinion. I think there's a little, there's probably something to that. I feel like when you give you, when you get two episodes of Survivor together, um, I, I feel like there's often a reason why you're getting two together. Um, and it's absolutely, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, last, last season, we've got a couple double episodes, but like to continue the Dan story uh, this time, I think it's just because, you know, this one travel is kind of boring and we got to just kind of add it on here. Uh, yeah. And they definitely, they definitely mesh together well because of, if you just follow kind of like the Michelle and Nick storyline and stuff and like who they're taking out, it definitely meshes well. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that uh, I think that about wraps us up with the uh, the first half of the episode here. The first part of our two parter here. Uh, we went a, went a little long discussing it, I think. But uh, I want to get right into the uh, right into the final six. Uh, we're going to talk about the edge of extinction. Uh, we're going to get into um, the, the final five. We're going to preview the reward, re- return challenge, pardon me. And we're going to do that all right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, uh, Lance, we are back, and we are back now with the final six. And uh, one of the most fun conversations, I think, uh, of this, uh, aside from the one that you called out with uh, with uh, Tony and Jeremy, uh, is the uh, the Michelle and Nick conversation? Absolutely. <laughs> this is just this is you said Michelle comes out with a sassy Michelle, and this is this is sassy Michelle right here. I was wondering <laughs> if you'd have the balls to come down and talk to me. Damn! Just took a flamethrower <laughs> to Nick, and I was here for it. She, it was amazing, and she I, just she was right. Yeah. I mean, she was absolutely right. I felt like I sympathized with Michelle so much in that moment because Mm -hmm. like Michelle knows exactly what's going on. She knows she's on the bottom. She knows she's on the bottom with Nick and she knows that if anything is going to happen for a game, it probably won't. But if anything is going to happen with the game, it's got to happen with Nick. Um, And at the same time, Nick is so naive that he has no clue that he is on the bottom. Like he just doesn't. It, it's crazy because I wrote in my notes uh, for the tribal uh, for the previous episode in all caps, Nick, you idiot. You made the wrong vote. And he, this obviously was a continuation of that. And Michelle's totally right. And she laid it out 
and it came out it came out to be right like he went home and for a reason yeah um when she 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 asked him and i would love to know the answer to it too but i'm genuinely curious what you think our path to the end is from here um and i think there's there's absolutely zero path that includes michelle and nick together i think nick's nick's plan was probably to get rid of michelle there um and then he works with her because he needs someone to give him fire tokens um but uh but yeah michelle michelle is in michelle is in some trouble here um i I love that she's trying to do something you know she's trying to make it work it's a lot more entertaining when, when survivors do that than when survivors do what denise does uh, even if it's even if it's a fake laying down and die, um, it's more interesting I, when they're fighting. I was so I was really scared for Tony at the beginning of this episode. Like Tony's talking about how he doesn't take a goat to the Super Bowl of seasons, and Michelle's kind of bringing his name up, and I'm like, are they really gonna do this and stuff? And it did, but it really made me feel like all the goat talk was like she's gonna take him out. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think there are many there are many different types of goats, right? There is the there's the Michelle type of goat where it's someone who really hasn't had any say in the direction of the season. They don't really know what's going on or they haven't been locked out of things socially. Um, you know, they, they're at the end, but they were taken to the end. Like that's one kind of goat. But uh, Ben's a goat, too. Like Ben is a goat like the, he is he no one likes him. We, we, we said this, like, yeah. I mean, that's, uh-huh. that's a little bit of a generalization. There are people out there who like Ben, but I mean, we've ben seen a lot of people this season say that they do not like Ben. A lot of people ben in the game who are voting. He said people don't like him. And I was like, yeah, yeah. at least he gets that. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, in fact, he comes right out. He literally says that in the immunity chat. That's what I said. Yeah. 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 yeah that's right. Uh, he hasn't got any tokens or advantages. It's not making too many friends. Um, The perfect person to take with you. Perfect person. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, Michelle, despite the fact that Ben is a perfect goat here, uh, you know, it still still pitches herself uh, to Sarah. Like you said, it was a a little bit of a Hail Mary, but I liked her. uh, I liked her suggestion there that uh, perception is everything. Because, uh, you know, clearly Sarah does not think that this is the Tony show. You know, Sarah's got her own opinion about the game and thinks she's in a pretty good spot. But, you know, Mich- Michelle Michelle makes a really good point. And it really is just about what people see. And it's not necessarily about the truth. Because even after Final Tribal Council, you don't know what the truth is. Yeah, I, I thought it was really impressive. I thought it was one of her stronger gameplays this season and stuff. Being from Being at the bottom and not being a part of really any vote is tough. But it was a really good pitch, and then I just didn't like that. And I'm sure Tony didn't either. That Sony, that uh, Sarah goes straight back and says this to everybody. Yeah. And I, even if it does, it didn't work. But even then, it plants a seed in their mind at least. And now everyone, at least in the back of their mind, is like Tony's running this game, even if they didn't already know it. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's he really he really is just running the whole the whole dang thing. Um, and, uh, and it really looks like Michelle is in a lot of trouble here, but her savior here winds up being Nick and probably not in the way that Nick, uh, imagined this whole thing uh-huh. working out. Right. Um, so, so Nick, uh, with all the demand and none of the supply finally gets, a, finally gets a chance to, uh, to do a little bit of buying in this week's final Last ever episode of the Survivor Business Report. Woohoo! Uh-huh. Um, so, uh huh. So, so I guess th- th- this 
this uh, the survivor business report actually starts back on the uh, the edge of extinction, right? Where, uh, mm-hmm. where we've got uh, Natalie, uh, Natalie, who's just absolutely incredible, uh, finds yet another advantage uh, on the the throne of stone, um, and gets the opportunity to sell it to someone in the game. She sits down with all of her edge of extinction friends, and they think it through together and they decide to send this advantage off to Nick for the price of eight fire tokens. Uh, Nick has six and he needs two more. So he gets together with Michelle to buy this, uh, buy this uh, challenge disadvantage and they decide to use it in a way that causes the most damage possible. So why wouldn't they use it on Ben? <laughs> you sound a little disappointed. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess if you're if you're coming from Nick's perspective, you know, Nick here, he just said that Tony is his main man. So he's not going to use it on Tony. The person, though, that it would cause the most chaos possible would be to play it on Tony. Like, of course it would. Even yeah. if Tony's your ally, you know, even if you're hoping Tony's going to stick in the game, like, you're better off doing this for Tony and maybe planting the seed that it was Ben who played this against you. Rather than the other way around, where you use it on Ben, where, I mean, okay, Ben's probably the most likely to win this challenge. So it gives yourself a better shot at, 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 at winning the immunity challenge, but it gives Michelle a better shot at winning the immunity challenge, too. And that's really who you're competing against. Yeah, uh, Nick really screwed himself on that because Ben wins that, maybe running away if he doesn't have that 30% disadvantage oh, and stuff. Oh, certainly and, running away. And then Michelle just you know gains from that and it's amazing and a bad move by nick and you're right like i wrote in my notes all caps still not targeting tony like i can't believe it yeah yeah this would have been the perfect opportunity uh because it's it's completely blind you know there's no one's gonna see it no one's gonna know it was you and he goes for ben because that's i guess the biggest threat is ben i i don't know um but that's uh but that that's what he decides to do with it um, you know, kudos to Ben for trying to get the uh, info out of Jeff at the end of the challenge, asking, hey, asking where shoot it comes or from. Shoot. You got you got to give it a try, right? Uh, yep. I feel like that was a good. Uh, there are a lot of a lot of a lot of people asking questions about, and, and getting shot down by Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Michelle wants to keep her token. Uh, ben wants to know where the disadvantage comes from. Um, well, that's one of my like underrated favorite parts of this whole season is, is Probst just saying no to people. <laughs> No is an answer, and it's a very entertaining one sometimes. It's one of my favorite answers. Yeah. Um, the uh, so the uh, so I guess this uh, this advantage is is what gives Michelle the 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 opening here to win this entire challenge. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, people are not very happy with it. Uh, there was no clap. Uh, she 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 pointed it out, uh, which was very. Uh, it's 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 sad, but that's how Survivor works, you know. No one's yeah, no and then one's, you then she no got the pity clap. She got the pity clap after too. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. After you call him out, you get the pity clap. Yeah. I mean, she's probably feeling like Ben right now. Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's yeah. So uh, so let's uh, before we uh, before we move on here, I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, the uh, the the edge of edge of extinction here because uh, we this is this is kind of our farewell to the edge of extinction. Uh, this episode here, we're we're wrapping things up here. Uh, this is the last advantage that would be sold. Uh, Nick is selling eight tokens here or giving away eight tokens here. Uh, we see uh, Denise. Denise makes a purchase here. 
Um, and that is the uh, that is Denise's big move. Denise's big move is to spend uh, her six tokens on rice to try to make uh, Nick and uh, Michelle feel comfortable that the vote isn't for them, that she is going to be the next voted out, um, which is a whatever move. I I get the feeling if Denise is in the final three, she'll use that as like one of her pitches and no one's going to care. And everyone will just yawn like Boston <laughs> Rob and probably be like, really? That's right. Uh, but that was that was one transaction. Uh, but it turns out that uh, the the real uh, the real queen of the survivor economy winds up being Natalie. Uh, just oh, overall, yeah. uh, we finally we finally get to figure out where all the tokens are after, you know, we last few weeks. There have been plenty of question marks, but it turns out Natalie has 14 14 of these damn things like she's just there's a handful and they're like spilling out of her hand and it's just like it's it's such a it's a wealth of tokens um, she has so many that she buys immunity idol for tyson she runs out of things to buy so she has to buy things for other people like that is incredible that is it's amazing and it's incredible. why you want to be for a season like this we brought it up this is why you want to be the first person out and also just a complete you know, physical monster who will dominate everything yeah. without food for a month. Yeah, and we've and we did say that, and we have said this before the season, but it bears repeating here that, that for sure Natalie had such a huge advantage being there for, and Natalie even points it out, like she knew where this throne was because she's been there for four weeks. Yep. Um, but there, there's such an outsized advantage for being out of the game for so many days, and then Nick, you know, and Jeremy, who are just kind of showing up. Uh, they they have no idea what's around, so they have no. They really can't compete for this final clue, and e- even if even if they could, like there's just no opportunities for them to get any tokens. Well, I feel like there's a, a simple fix to this though, oh, and what's... I just came up with this, so I might be wrong. Okay, what do just, you got? When you're voted out, no more bequeathing. So when you leave, you go home with you go to the island with the amount of fire tokens you have. Hmm. Okay, that that might that might work. Uh, you know, especially if we know that there are different, you know, it's it's for you know different different uh, different prices and different advantages. That could work. Yeah, um, like if Denise Denise was voted out, then you know she goes on the island with six, and it's not like she's at this huge disadvantage for being that person voted out. I know it doesn't really work out for Jeremy because he didn't have any, mm-hmm. but it, I think that would at least even it out a little bit and make it a little better, a little more advantageous for the people that played the better game and stayed longer. Hmm. Uh, so what do you, what do you think about this Lance? Um, so I, I noticed that basically every time an advantage came up on edge of extinction, uh, the players in the game were willing to pay any price for it, right? They, they would go into debt if they had to, to get these advantages. Um, no one turned down a thing. Um, and at the same time, you know, we had all these, in the main game, not not counting Edge of Extinction, but these adva- like this advantage list or this shopping list of things you could buy with the tokens, and it would think like tarp, and, and and no one bought anything until the very final moment where Denise bought some rice as this weird move. Um, is there anything like would it have been better if there was maybe something a little bit more tempting about the advantage menu there, the one that's in the game where you know where you I mean, just waiting around for a good opportunity to come along. Like maybe you can spend 12 tokens on an idol or something like that. You know, at least there's something that would be worth spending tokens on to get something. Yeah, going. Kind, I don't know. It kind of has to be like at Boomers where like the super crazy expensive stuff is like a billion, you know, tickets or whatever. It's mm-hmm. got to be like that. 
where I definitely think because it was the fire tokens I thought were great for Edge of Extinction, but a little disappointing for the actual game. And I get that you don't want to influence it too much, but I definitely think there should be some kind of game advantage you can buy just at a crazy price where you need so many to be able to get it. Yeah. But then again, I, there may also be something to be said for the way it is now because, you know, Denise had plenty of tokens, but she had no opportunity to spend the tokens. And part of the reason is that really, like, she just did not have the social connections, I guess, on mm-hmm. the edge to have someone want to, or, you know, or, or maybe she wasn't a tempting enough mark. Maybe yeah. Nick one thing I think, better mark. One thing I think we're going to see in the future, I'm guessing fire tokens come back at some point. Oh, I think so is I think you're, I think you're going to see more bartering. I think you're going to see more like if it's two people in a challenge, like, hey, I'll give you one token. I think you'll see more of that Agreed. in the future. Agreed. I think so too. Uh, and what do you are, would you be excited to see them come back in another season? Is this something you want to see again? Yeah, I, I want to see it again, maybe with a little tweaks and stuff. I do want to see, you know, how it kind of evolves. I do think it's a nice little layer to the game, and yeah. I've said this in previous episodes where it wasn't overpowering, where it like completely just the person with the fire token is going to win the game, which I liked. But it, if it had a little bit greater of an impact on the actual game, I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I could, yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, you know, I'm willing to see it coming back for sure. Um, I enjoyed the little economy aspect of it. It didn't get too complicated. It got a little complicated, but not too complicated. Um, the only hesitation I have is that it does kind of seem to be a, you know, a a combination deal. Like you, you got to take it with edge of extinction because it doesn't work without it. Um, I don't know if it can work without it, but, I am not a huge fan of Edge of Extinction. Um, I, I just think in general, I, I'm just not a fan in general of someone who goes home on day one being able to get back in the game on day 35. I just, yeah, completely not, not, a, not a big fan of that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with people getting back in the game. I just don't like the gigantic amount of time that Natalie has been out of the game. And presumably, you know, she's got uh, three advantages now, an idol for herself, uh, some peanut butter because she had tokens left over. Uh, she is well fueled up and gassed to win this thing. I I would say she's probably got the best shot of winning this return challenge, right? Yeah, I I think it's it's her or Parvati because just because I said Parvati in previous episodes, yeah. but you gotta think that Natalie's gonna get back in there. And I think I, I think Tyson is a real as a real shot to get back in too. Yep. And I I think that's a big reason why Natalie gave him. The idol. I think part of it is yep. for like jury votes and friendship and all that good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. But I think another big part of it is that Tyson really does have a really good shot at getting back in the game. He's done it already. Yeah. And I, I was actually thinking about this. Like, is there anybody that could come back and win the game? And unless Tony goes home, I don't think that's even like a discussion. Yeah. But if Tony goes home, I think there's a shot. But then I just think Sarah probably runs away with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I things get I think things get a little bit more complicated if, say, Tyson's there and he has an idol and can use it and get to, like further. If Natalie's yeah. there and, and he's come know, back she, twice, she can kind of basically they need to do what Chris Underwood did, right? Play an yeah, but absolute one hundred percent flawless game. Absolutely, but my problem, like, if Natalie comes back, she was on the, in the game for so little. Like, I just. I feel like that'd be even worse than the the Chris thing. It's it's like yeah, it's like getting voted out in season forty, and your reward is like okay, well you could go back in at final five in season forty one. It's yeah. like you, <laughs> yeah. you haven't even played with half these people. You have no idea what's going on. 
Um, all you've all you've heard is basically rumor and innuendo from the people who get uh, voted off uh, before uh, after you. So, um, I don't know, but hey, I I love me some Natalie. I think Natalie's fantastic, and uh, I, I it would be a frustrating end to the season if Natalie win it, and I, I think maybe a final nail in the edge of extinction coffin. Uh, but uh, I, I I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Tony would hate it. I, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I. I love Natalie, but it would leave a real sour taste in my mouth and on such a good season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely fantastic season. Um, yeah, so um, so let's just uh, just going over all the uh, all the financial transactions that happened aside from Natalie spending her 14 tokens. Uh, we see Yule, Wendell and Parvati. They're all getting an advantage in the return challenge. Um, there's no word on what Sophie, Sophie had two tokens. I'm guessing she's probably going to do the same. Uh, we didn't get a confessional from her. Um, but, uh, it looks like everybody's going for these, uh, return challenge advantages. And, uh, I did, uh, I did take a, a pause on the screen, Lance. Uh, and they, they, like they did with the last return challenge, they, they spelled out this entire return challenge here. So let me let me just I'm going to take a quick moment with me here, Lance, and I'm going to preview this return challenge. And then you can tell me if you really think like Natalie's got a shot at this or someone else. Right. OK, so it's got uh, it's got a, it's four four parts of the challenge. Right. And the first part, uh, you're following a rope through a fence obstacle and a post obstacle. Right. So it's just like you're, you're clipped to a rope, maybe. And the the advantage that most of these people got we're, they're going to be able to skip the fence part, right? So they're going to need to follow a rope through some like posts and stuff, you know, weaving around stuff. But they're they're going to skip part of that, right? So that's that's part one of this challenge. Part two, they're going to need to do some digging, right? Every there's always got to be something buried under the ground, right? Yeah. So uh, if you had the four tokens to spend, uh, not only can you skip the fence, but you can also skip up the skip the digging part. The, uh, the rope rung thing that you need to find is just going to be right there waiting for you. Uh, step three is taking these rope uh, bits that you dig out, out of the ground and using it to build a rope bridge. Uh, and the, uh, the third advantage here is that a third of the bridge will already be built for you. Um, that you can just kind of, uh, fit, you got a head start there. Uh, and then finally, you just got to maneuver two balls through a table maze and you're done. Back in the game. Oh, that's it. That's that's it. Yeah, it's a four part four part challenge. Um, and just thinking about where it went last time, uh, the fact that Natalie is the only person with all three advantages, it's hers to lose, right? Like I, I would be surprised. Yeah, absolutely. I think you gotta, you know, if you're putting odds on it, she'd definitely be the favorites. But just hearing that, how many advantages does Boston Rob have? Uh, I believe he has zero. Uh, he did not get zero. any. Well, he hurt his arm. Remember when they were right. All running. Uh, he's got an idol, so that's yes. that's a huge advantage. But he bought that last time, and he just didn't pick up any. Uh, Amber did not. Amber was not the breadwinner in that family either. Uh, so neither. Okay. Of them got yeah, any that tokens. that definitely changes things because I've you know if he had a couple advantages, I'd you know give Boston Rob a real chance at this. But with no advantages, I don't think he's real got. He really has a chance. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's really Natalie's to lose. I think poverty has a slight chance but just hearing that i'm not as confident in poverty coming back uh i'm interested to see like jeremy doesn't have any advantages so that makes it tough because he would be a real threat in that but yeah it really seems like natalie's yeah 
Um, well, we'll 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 find out. Uh, I thought we were going to find out last night, uh, but apparently we do not find out. Last oh no! Night. I knew it was going to end on that cliffhanger. Uh, well, I was surprised. not for ten minute cliffhanger, but well, I was surprised when they started showing like them preparing and all the the, the shopping trip. I was very surprised at the shopping trip, um, but. I thought they might have started it just because I wrote in my notes, like, we're at the immunity, we're at tribal, like, 28 minutes in and stuff. I was like, what is going to happen? And then I realized, okay, they're going to set this up for the future. And everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. The timing of this episode was so weird and off. Like, it, it's 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 almost like we were watching the epi- an episode of The Challenge, where, just, oh. where they just start and stop at random points. <laughs> love it. <laughs> um, I, I hate that, but I love The Challenge. I'm I'm sure you do. Um, all right, so we've got uh, we've got a lot more to talk about here, Lance, uh, and we are uh, we, we are we are, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. But when we come back, uh, I want to talk about the uh, the Tony Spy Nest uh, 2.0 uh, and, and get into the our thoughts for the uh, the final five. Uh, who's got a shot to win this game? Uh, and we're gonna do it all right after this. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Okay, Lance. So, uh, so we're back, and uh, as promised, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the Tony Lacho spy nest because uh, we we gave it some shade last week that it didn't really uh, there was no payoff last week, but this this week there was a little bit of payoff. Uh, it, you, it worked. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about revisiting the spy nest? I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm glad it, it worked out. It worked out amazingly and you know it's oh he said it, it's open for business there's no quarantine on that island it's finest <laughs> 2.0 that thing is open and it i love essential. that I, it's right it's an essential business i love that he got some information and yeah. but like the one like somewhat good move denise is trying to pull tony is just all over it yeah stuff. It's I, just, I love that it just, I, it just shows that he's so far ahead i love that he's getting the good information but like at the same time like i am marveling at the fact that like Sarah and maybe Ben. I don't know if Ben. Like, I presume Ben's out of the loop on this one. But uh, where Sarah is just like helping him. Like it's it's something that helps only Tony, right? Like there's not a lot of benefit for Sarah out of this, aside mm-hmm. from just having a fun thing to do with Tony. It's just like Tony gets all the information straight from the horse's mouth. In this case, the horse being Denise, I guess. Um, you know, it. Kudos, kudos to Denise for trying to find something to, but I think the I think the ship for Denise winning two million dollars may have sh- may have sailed long before. Oh yeah, she gets absolutely. to this final six situation. Uh, you the know, one ditto, thing ditto I, I wonder, the one thing I wonder with them, like okay, you you presumably have seen the seasons that Tony has been on. Mm-hmm. Why would you discuss anything at the water well? You know that's like <laughs> his main target of anything. So just don't say anything there. Like go somewhere else. You got to know where Tony is at all times because otherwise he is because uh, if he's not hiding, he's plotting or doing something weird. Oh, absolutely. So you always want to have that knowledge at the back of your head. But it's tough when someone when you got Sarah there who is kind of you know running interference and just kind of d- making it tough to figure out what Tony's actually doing. Yeah, maybe they're like colluding and she's getting like half the money. Like they're just going to split it a million each because. 
she's just like you said they're just enabling him and it i've said i've said it before it's like the yule season where everyone's just like pushing him to the finish and like letting him win is colluding against the law in fiji that criminal code 2a something uh, it's part of the extortion uh, yeah don't no, no collusion please uh, <laughs> um yeah it's uh yeah uh it's it's tony tony is every boy if, if tony makes it to the end and he doesn't win like i i would be very surprised uh, after all the work that tony has put in he has to win. If he makes it to the seen, end he has to win uh it would just be such a big surprise but um you know i, I think there is maybe uh i think there is maybe an opening here for someone aside from tony to win um, so I think this is a good point. Let's let's. I want to talk about the. We, we've got our final five here, uh, plus six. If you want to say it's uh, it's uh, Natalie or whoever uh, is going to get mm-hmm. back in the game, but we know five for for sure, right? We've got Tony, Sarah, Ben, Denise, and Michelle. Um, so let's let's kind of let's just take a quick moment to talk about all five of these and what you think their odds of winning are. Can they win? Uh, what do they have to do to win here? Uh, what do you think? And let's start with, I mean, we've been talking about Tony here, but what what should Tony do to really lock this thing down? Not get voted out. <laughs> Ideally, right? Uh, I mean, if he can just kind of, I mean, he needs to win out. Like the one thing I'm worried about, and this was my kind of prediction, mm-hmm. is that it's kind of the reverse of his winning season where he got lucky that Wu took him. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be the odd man out. Okay. So that's my pr- that's my prediction. But yeah, it's really it's survival for him. It's win win an immunity challenge, win a couple, like just get to the end. Like that's it. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I know it's not. Uh, it's probably not the uh, sexiest game move in the world. But I think for for Tony's game, like he is best uh, just sticking with Sarah and Ben, and just yep. j- there like there is no reason to, reason to get fancy. Uh, he can beat sarah you know if if something happens and sarah gets out of the game at final four that's great because i yep. think tony beats denise and michelle hands down um he needs but, to get rid of michelle because but, michelle is really the one that's yeah. that's trying and she's the one that's desperate enough back against the wall to maybe make something happen yeah. so that he definitely needs to make that happen but i think even with the final three where it's you know tony sarah and ben if tony just kind of brings out that same line that he's saying you know this is the super bowl of survivor you know i wanted to take someone who's strong with me to the end someone who's deserving but like at the same time someone i can beat and i think that's i think that's sarah and ben to a t um yep. and you know had he not stuck with ben this long you know had he not stuck with sarah this long he wouldn't be here um so it's really just uh well, th- you know, that's why i thought it was a that's why I thought it was a really smart move for him to side with Ben over Jeremy because Ben and Sarah were so close. And if you, oh, sure. you know, taint the relationship with Sarah, then it's all over for him. Right. Plus he's got nothing going with Michelle really. Um, exactly. Yep. And then there's Denise, which is like a bet, like there, there's like connections there that, that make it a little bit tricky. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Sarah for a moment. Cause certainly Sarah's not out of this. There are, there's, there are plenty of situations where we could see Sarah winning $2 million next week. Now, what, what needs to happen for that? Tony needs to go home. That's how, did, how, really how, my... she, how, how, how does she do it? Like, what is the, uh, what, what should Sarah's plan be? Uh, if she doesn't want to make Tony mad, it's mm-hmm. to get, put him somehow into the fire making competition and hope that he goes out that way. But, you know, if she made a move to just blindside him at like one of the very last moments, I can see that totally happening. I really, 
that's one thing we were talking about. I want to see how Sarah plays this out. Does she have the plan to like, okay, maybe I do need to cut him and get rid of him and stuff. So that's really the only way that it's going to, I can see her winning unless the jury is that bitter. And I only really see Jeremy as the only real bitter jury member at Tony. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's tough because there are so many jury members. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always keeping it in the back of my head. Like who's going to be upset with Tony? I think a few people will, but I, I don't know that there are going to be enough people to, uh, to keep it. So for sure, Sarah's got to find a way to get rid of Tony at the end. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know that she can argue her way, um, to winning with Tony there I don't see by that. her yep. side. Nope. I, I don't think it's, it's necessarily impossible. I think there's maybe something she could do, um, but I, I think her best shot is to to have Tony disappear at some point. Um, I I I don't know I don't know if she can do it at five. Like I I there's an idol he's gonna play it obviously, so that's mm-hmm. not really doable. I don't think he can do it at six because if you do it at six, you lose the numbers. Um, and then four is a fire making challenge, so it really you know it 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 all comes down to who wins that final immunity. Um, so I, I, it really almost seems to be out of Sarah's hands at this point. Um, yep. but I still think there's a, I still think there's an opportunity for, to, for, for her to win. So don't, yeah, absolutely. Count her out she entirely. has the second best, she has the second best chance to win at the game. Yeah. Uh, now what about Ben? Any chance? Uh, I'm going to, I got to say zero because if he goes, you can't win against Tony and Sarah. And then I think Denise beats him at the end. Even if he beats Michelle, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. You think so Ben, I, I, ben I Denise, Michelle is a Denise win? Yeah. Okay. That'd be my guess. Okay. What do you think? I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you there. I, you know, I think if it, uh, I think we're kind of getting into this, this uh, setup here where it's, uh, you know, the two of Sarah, Tony and Sarah, and the two of Ben and Denise, and uh, almost a very, very, almost similar to, uh, you know, what's we've seen it play out several times like that in the past but you know if ben and denise break up there at the finals and then it's tony and sarah you know it's whoever is there is just gonna they're just if if it's ben and denise there together it's their story right if tony is there or sarah is there it's tony and sarah's story Mm -hmm. and i I think that's just that's just bottom line why why denise needs to get rid of uh tony and sarah like and and she could win she could win i i think you're right um i I think for ben ben needs something really ben needs something real weird to happen with this uh edge of extinction return challenge like that needs something weird to happen and he needs a it to not to be a final three and a final two and to go against michelle yeah yeah okay yeah if it was a final two ben versus michelle like he could do that um you know maybe if it's like 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 Wendell comes back or something. Danny comes back. Ben versus mm. Danny. Like I think Ben could win that. Like yeah, I, when you start factoring know. in like the Edge of Extinction people, then yeah, yeah he definitely has a ch- then he has a chance and yeah. stuff. But he really needs pretty much a final two. Yeah, but if we're talking about even if we're talking about Natalie being the most likely person to come back, I think Natalie would beat Ben. Like if it's just <laughs> yeah, if it's just Natalie and Ben there at the end, uh, throwing oh Denise God. or throwing Michelle, I, I don't even think it matters there. I think Natalie's gonna Natalie would win that. Yeah, I uh, think I think Denise versus Natalie would be interesting, just because Denise stayed in the game and has that big move and stuff, and then Natalie just spent the whole time with the jury. So I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so it sounds like we we we've already been covering uh, Denise and uh, and Natalie now here too. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and we uh, pretty much covered Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would love to see Michelle. Uh, I, I love Michelle and think she's a lot of fun. Uh, I cannot put together a math equation where Michelle wins this. Um, now she just was too. She was just out of her league for too long, and then yeah. once she really did try to turn it on, it was just too late for her. She's been, like you said, she's been entertaining and she's great and stuff, but it's just she doesn't have the resume other than I was, you know, on the bottom the whole time. But that makes you more out of sync than anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, there you're really not not an awful lot going on with her game. Um, you know, she's she's there, you know, by virtue of what other people did, not what she did. Um, and there, the, there's just no combination of three people there where she seems especially uh, alluring as a winner candidate. Unfortunately, um, love you, love you, Michelle, um, <laughs> but uh, not likely to win two million dollars here. Um, so it looks like it, so it looks like Tony is the huge favorite here. Uh, cannot believe that we are here on the eve of the Survivor finale saying that that Tony Machos seems like the person most likely to win for the second time. Can you imagine how crazy that is going to drive Sandra? Oh, I know. I was that's going to get her watching, so bad. <laughs> I was rewatching an old season with Sandra when she got voted out, and she's like, "No matter what, no one's ever going to be a two-time winner." I was like, "Well." That's about to change. And it is. Honestly, whoever wins, if it's Tony or Sarah, they're going to be regarded as a better player than Sarah. I mean, Tony for sure. Mm-hmm. I guess if Sarah won, then there's somewhat of an argument. But I think either one would probably be a better player than, than Sandra yeah. if you took like their overall career. Yeah, I, I think, and, and I think Sander kind of get does get hurt by having to consider this particular uh, this particular mm-hmm. season um, yep. because of damage you know, her legacy a little bit. Yeah, the circumstances at which she went out, she played herself, unfortunately, yep. which is not the greatest. Uh, I mean, uglier vote outs than that, but uh, she did she did play herself, and then I mean, obviously, we 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 I just told you what that she's not winning that return challenge. So there's no point no. in her sticking around like that. Yeah, I, I don't blame one, her at all. One hundred percent the right the, call there, but she's yeah, not even. She in just the game wanted anymore. that appearance money. So yeah, yeah. She was though in that uh, ten minute recap. I was surprised that they included her because <laughs> there's right. no there's no need to include her in that because we I don't. She's not going to be there next episode, so I don't even. Now anyway. she'll be at the finale though. Do the, do uh, you have any do you have anything to say about that? Uh, about that 10 minute recap uh no it, it felt like one of those things on like netflix when it's like oh you didn't watch season one here's the two minute recap but just five times longer uh mm-hmm. it was fine i when i realized it started at 9 50 or you know 10 minutes left in the episode i was like oh my god this is really gonna be the whole thing but it was a nice little recap i remembered some things that i might have forgotten and stuff i didn't need it but I would have much rather had 10 more minutes of the survivor. I definitely did not need it. I definitely would have rather had 10 minutes of survivor. Um, actually would have, I mean, if the episode just ended early and I had like an extra 10 minutes just to go to the bathroom or something, just to take a break, <laughs> some little time to myself, like that would have been great. Just like, just, you know, here's a little stuff from CBS. We're not airing anything right now. Just uh, going to go quiet for you to enjoy yourself. Well, the crazy thing is, is they have so much footage of these people and so much interesting stuff that they just don't have 10 minutes of content. It's kind of crazy there. They could have shown things from previous episodes that you didn't see. Yeah. Oh, moments. Yeah. Uh, they, they could have done a lot with that. And 
I don't know that we got an awful lot of because they're gonna they're just gonna do this again next episode. No, they're still gonna give a recap of something. They'll like, do we're not a just mini gonna recap. go into this. We're not just gonna go into this blind, right? Yeah, they'll do a mini recap, and then the reunion will have some kind of overall recap thing too. No, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that reunion. Uh, the Zoom, Zoom reunion. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, still, uh, still not as awkward a reunion as uh, as <laughs> some of them. Uh, mm. There've been there awkward reunions ranked. Um, something something for the off season to save. Uh, so uh, before we uh, before we wrap things up here, Lance, in our penultimate uh, Survivor Brothers recap episode of the season. Uh, I, I want to know uh, if uh, if you ha- if you learned anything this particular episode, or perhaps if you just want to just say you didn't learn anything and just give me some winners and losers instead. What do you want to do, Lance? Uh, I'm going with the ladder. Oh, uh, let's do it! Throw it out the. Uh, Here it is. That's the sound of me crumpling it up and throwing it in the trash. Let's go. What do you got? Wow, killing trees. Uh, I'm going to start with a, a loser. Uh, Nick's overall gameplay it was <laughs> dumbfounding for the yeah. most part. Especially in that first episode when if you flip, you are in such a better position. Just flip. Like, what are you thinking? You've been at the bottom this whole time. Doesn't flip. And then, you know, uh, Michelle was right. He goes home the next episode. It was terrible. There were so many there were so many great times for Nick to flip. Like there where it would have made sense for him to flip. Like, I, you don't want to work with Sophie. OK, like you don't want to work with Kim. It's like all right, but you don't really have many options left. And then you don't want to work with Jeremy. It's like, you are in a corner, dude. What are you doing? Like you just, especially for a guy who wants to play, like all he wants to do is play. And he's didn't play at the end. And every, like Michelle really just spelled it out. Like Nick knew that Tony had a really tight relationship with Sarah and that they're not going to flip on Ben. And yet he just wanted to, all right, we'll just keep pushing it down the line because he blindly trusted Tony so much. I, I really, I, I cannot believe that people were so trusting of Tony in particular. It's, it's wild to everyone. me, and it's, it shows how good freaking Tony is. And you, you should know if everyone, tr- if everyone trusts him, someone's mistaken. Like that's not right. Like, yep. But anyway, all right, all right, winner. For me. Yes. Getting voted out first in a season with a battle back episode. Yep. 100%. Natalie, we, we, we talked about it. Natalie just a huge advantage. Like, she was a trillionaire at what, like three fire tokens? And now she has 14, <laughs> or she had 14. Right. It's unbelievable. She broke the bank. Uh, literally. It's just too too much. Too much of it. She started her own bank. That's right. First National Bank of Natalie. Yeah. All right. Another you're... loser. Yes. Everyone's mental health on the island. It was. Oof. Denise just had a rough episode. We talked about it, you know, Jeremy and Ben and Tony and like all these, like it's a, it takes your toll on people. And, yeah. you know, it, it felt like these last couple episodes really hit Denise hard. Mama D. Yeah. And if you think it was, uh, if you think you had issues trusting people after your first season, wait until after this one, just figure yeah, out how badly right. you're played by Tony. Oof. Yeah. Especially because Ben was like so sincere when like he thought he had someone to trust and stuff too. Yeah. It's going to be tough. But uh, all right. Another winner. Boston Rob's abs. They're oh. alive, kind of. Hey, okay. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I, I did not. I did not. Uh, I did not I notice that was Boston Rob's abs. Uh, I, I, I noticed Jules. 
because uh, oh, yeah. Yule, Yule has like one per, is down like one percent body fat. It's almost worrying. Uh, yeah. But but uh, Boston Rob looks like a completely different dude. And there was one glimpse of it. I was like, oh, he kind of looks, you know, if he just did a little uh, hair for men on the sides. He kind of <laughs> looked like the old Boston Rob. A little bit, a little bit of just for men. Get the spring back in a step there. Yeah, I mean the salt uh, and pepper looks good for him too. You know. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing. Listen, 30, 35 day. We're you know day thirty five on an island where they're getting virtually no food. Uh, you know, it's a it's a total body makeover. Uh, survivor. That's right. Hopefully, he you know keeps that spelt look and everything. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, another lot of exercise. winner for me. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, another 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 winner, uh, Tony, and then more specifically the spy nest. Mm. It works. It's glorious, and it's just another line on his resume that he can just talk about if he ever gets to that final. And you know, just overall, no one targeted him other than like the brief kind of talks and stuff. Like it's unbelievable this guy's been doing this. Everyone trusts him, and he's really not even being brought up at all. Mm. Interesting. And then. Go, you, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I have a, I, I do have, I have a, I have a, I have a loser uh, of Hit myself me. here, um, and it's kind of a, it's maybe a little bit of a downer, but I feel like a, a big loser this season has wound up being uh, Survivor fans on, on social media, uh, mm, especially yep. in the past week or so. Um, that there have been, uh, and and really Survivor contestants too, uh, because uh, you know, I, we we've had some fun with Nick here, this evil vampire Donathan, uh, all, all season long, and you know, Michelle and like people have made mistakes in this game, and and people make mistakes every like all the time in Survivor, and you know you obviously Tony's going to win this thing. And Oh my God, how stupid are these people for not really rising? Tony's going to win everything. But at like some point, like just the, 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 the conversation on social media um, just got very, very nasty, unfortunately. And specifically like when you're tagging these survivor contestants in your, like people are saying things over Twitter that they would never say to their face. They got Twitter um, fingers. It's, it's it's like the same thing though. It's like you're still saying it, uh, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. over the past couple of weeks, uh, we have had, you know, a uh, uh, Nick and Sarah. So many, so many survivors have just left social media because of all the. Uh, you know, Denise posted something about you know how she's gonna stop uh, on Twitter because of all the the comments that she's been getting. Uh, it's it's really unfortunate because we have been getting some really fun insights from these people. You know, Ethan has been great uh, on social media, sharing some stuff. And it just, I feel like we're all worse off as, as a survivor community uh, when we throw in so much negativity uh, to these, to these people directly. Um, and now you know, we can't, uh, we can't have nice things. Why, we, we, I want nice things. Why can't we have nice things? This, this, it- this is why we can't have nice things. I mean, fanhood in general is a tribal thing, and it gets ugly. You see it yeah. in sports. You see it with Survivor and pretty, pretty much anything. You see it with anything entertainment now, and it's it's sad. You, you said it right, and, you know, these things we love, like, we don't have to ruin it by being mean to people and everything like that, especially on social media when people take on these different personalities and stuff. It's terrible, and I feel bad for these. These are, you know, normal people who are just living out a dream and everything, and then to get that kind of negativity – I don't blame him for trying to block that out. Yeah. Especially after what we just heard with how much the game takes a toll on you too. These people are still right. recovering from this. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the trust and the, it's, it's tr- terrible on your, I, I mean, 
terrible in your body, right? Like you're just not eating for 39 days and some people are going to get, you know, parasites bitten by things, you know, it's just hurt, you know, elbow injuries. It's, there's so much that there's just so much that these, these people are either doing it to win a million dollars or $2 million or whatever, but you know, it's, it's for our entertainment. Let's, let's keep it. It's supposed to be fun. You know, that's not, you know, there's, there's plenty that's going on out there. That's not fun. Let's keep this fun. This is fun. Yeah, don't don't bring your crappy life into this. You know, <laughs> like just enjoy Survivor and keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I always uh, I always leave my crappy life on the other side of these uh, these uh, these podcasts. Should I keep them out there? All right, uh, you got you got any uh, any final uh, winners and losers for me, Lance? No, I feel like you ended that on a great note. Perfect, perfect. Uh, sounds great. So. Uh, we are going to be back here next week, Lance, and we're going to be talking about the uh, the thrilling, uh, presumably, finale to Survivor 40, Winners at War. Uh, we would love it if you, uh, gentle listener, would join us back here for that. The best way to do it is to subscribe to the Survivor Brothers. Uh, we are on all your favorite podcasting apps and plenty of podcasting apps that are not your favorite, including... Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, basically, uh, wherever you can find good podcasts, you'll find ours. Uh, and we'd love it if you'd subscribe. Uh, get ready for season 41 whenever it happens. Uh, CBS announced that it is coming. Uh, we don't know when it'll tape, uh, but it is coming. Uh, so maybe maybe we'll be back here for that in 2022 or whenever it happens. We'll see. Uh, but please, if there's subscribe. a world by 2022, yeah, a lot a lot could change. Um, but uh, we would, uh, if you really like what you heard, uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd uh, leave a review for the Survivor Brothers on your favorite podcasting app. And uh, to stay tuned because we'll have some, uh, we will have some, a uh, little bit of bonus coverage and a couple bonus, uh, a little bit of bonus interviews for you after the uh, season's done. Uh, Ooh. Get some, yeah, a little bit of a teaser there. So you're going to want to subscribe for all that goodness. Or I better keep, subscribe. Or just follow the TV guide. Yeah, it would be nice if you did. <laughs> It'd be nice if you did. Everyone right. create like four different accounts and then all subscribe as well. That sounds like a plan that'll quadruple our, our listenership right away. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So I, I think that about wraps us up for today. Uh, see you back here next week for the uh, finale, Lance. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.